The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Tapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. You know, I was thinking today, what should we talk about? And then I started thinking about the things, the challenges I have going on day to day. And I think that a lot of us probably face some of the same things. It's about staying present, trying to stay in the moment when other things are going on. We have some health challenges going on. So it's so easy to project to the, to the future, to the past, to the this, to the that. And it's so important to stay present and really be in the moment. For me, that's when I get the downloads. For me, that's when I can feel the help that's going on out there. And I learned a long time ago to not really try to go to hypotheticals, oh, this might happen. Of course, we need to do that to prep. That's what our brain is there to do. But when we go too far into it, sometimes those hypotheticals will bring us to a place of such fear. And in a hypothetical, we're using our mind to navigate and to sort out what it is we're trying to figure out. And again, it's a wonderful skill. If we anticipate something, we can sort out solutions for it. But in terms of just stress, in terms of just being upset about whatever is going on and feeling like you can't really, well, in that hypothetical, you're not going to be downloading, maybe sometimes, but usually you're not going to be downloading the help from out there because when we're in the situation, we're in the vibrancy or the vibration of, of the situation which will affect our mind, our heart, and our gut, and our entire vibration, and we get the help, and we are downloading information, whether or not we realize it. Looking towards the future, when we're going into our mind, we might not be able to download it that way. Why am I bringing this up? Well, it seems like today they want to talk about, um, very often in a channeling session, somebody will refer to a song and where there's a line stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. What they're trying to talk about is the fact that sometimes when somebody, something happens with someone we love right before or during the time um, that they're getting ready for a transition, we can be stuck in that time, even though our out-of-body loved one will go into a life review, might have resistance about whatever's going on, 
might not be happy about how things were left emotionally. However, once they're looking at a life review and with the direction and help of guides and other out-of-body loved ones who are out there, they start to sort out what happened. Maybe they were angry before they went out. Maybe a fight took place. Maybe it was a sudden and violent leaving. And it's interesting because the soul itself, once out of body, will take that trauma with in terms of the energetic vibration and then let it go. Because once we're out of body, we're enveloped with love, we're in high vibration. And even if we are carrying some emotion, I can't tell you how often listening to somebody, you know, talk about their life review. They're channeling in and they're talking about seeing all these things that they wish they had been more conscious or maybe they could have been kinder. Mostly, mostly I hear from them, I wish I had been more present. I wish I had really heard what was going on. Well, we have a lot coming at us, a lot of stimulation coming at us, and they want to remind us that from the time we're babies, we're distracted. I just got the wave. They really want to talk about we're not at fault. It isn't about, oh, I have to get better at this. I need to be more focused. No, no, no. We're trained as children to pay attention to the physical world. People are coming at us with, with colors and sounds, and there's music and bright lights and gorgeous nature, and maybe there's a dog sniffing our heads, and, and we're getting picked up, and hopefully there's a whole lot of love coming in. Whatever the situation, the earth can be a very, very busy place, and it's distracting, and it's exactly as it's designed. That's what they tell us from out there. We come in to have some form of amnesia so that we can decide who we're going to be here on the earth plane. If we wanted to just float on clouds and be happy, well, you know, it isn't really just like that. There's all kinds of growth and goings on out there. But if we want to challenge ourselves and raise the vibration for those who are here on the physical plane, or maybe we've been here and we want to come back and help those left behind, we have a pull to do that. It's really amazing when you think about the fact that we come to earth and we have to learn the language. Of course, we know the language. We've been hearing it even though we're out of body. So they make our palate un unable to repeat it. We're babies. So we have to cry and let our needs be known through emotion. Isn't it interesting that we allow our needs to be known through crying, through laughing, through tears, through our emotion? But as we learn the language and as parents, even well-intentioned parents, are trying to tame us somewhat, and they tell us to use our words as we gain them, we learn how to wait, maybe circumvent part of what's going on for us emotionally so that we can fit better into society and we don't go off on tangents and rants and raves. And uh, maybe as children, we're, we're doing that. But eventually we learn about appropriate behavior. It's interesting how much we sublimate, but isn't it wild when you think about that we have to learn the languaging and how to go into our heads, and then our heads want to take on the languaging. Stop and think about it. When we think, do you think in words? Do you think in pictures? How do you think? It's, it's interesting for me, you know, I, when I was wanting to write and I found myself very verbose and tripping over words, I, I finally remembered something, and it was probably channeled in because I get a lot of help, that... English was not my first language. That energy is. And as soon as I thought of that and let go of 
my proclivity to get mad at myself because I'm not doing it the way I want to be doing it right away, which is really a head thing, I allowed myself to feel the energy of it. And that's what they like to talk about in general today, is feeling the energy of it. But you know what? Energy is passing and it's shifting and it's always morphing and changing. One, one thing that I've learned over the years is to notice somebody's auric field. And I'm not, I'm not invasive. I'm not looking all the time. But if I go to a doctor or somebody that's going to be, you know, maybe a teacher or, or someone that I'm hoping to learn from or share with, I'll notice the movement in the light in the field. And many of us who are very stuck in our thinking, who have our thinking caps on, might be pretty hard-packed energetically, you know, the auric field around them. And of course, there are layers and layers and there's more going on. But once in a while, you'll find somebody who might do chugung many hours a day or is into healing or has been brought up in a very different way. And you'll notice that as they're talking or doing something, that there's movement in the light around them. There can sometimes be a little light show. We're all capable of doing this. I think that what they're saying is that when we're hard-packed on a solution, we get that energy and we focus it into our mind, and we include the heart and the gut to try and spur the mind to retrieve whatever it is we're looking for. We often talk about the mind as not being as high a vibration as the heart or the gut instinct. And it's interesting, but, the, you know, when are they separated? Are they ever really separated? Well, when we're out of body, we don't have the physical mind. We can remember the thinking. But our heart and our gut is what's influencing the soul. The thinker, the thinker's always there. The mind is the great organizer. It isn't like we're unable to think when we're out of body. So how does this really work? Well, it's interesting. The soul remembers all. The soul is what has the memory. And yet, when we go out of body, it's reported in that heart and gut are aligned and the memory is there. The memory, yes, even though the physical mind is not with the person out of body, but as they watch the life review, the heart and the gut are observing. The whole soul is observing with all of the parts intact. Now, we're intact when we're in body. We just become, all of us at some point, somewhat unconscious because we've been taught to survive here. Now, to go back to initially, why do we have to focus on the earth plane? Why do we do it as opposed to staying out there? Well, like we've talked about before, there's the idea of limitation. If we come to the earth plane, we have to figure out who we are, what to do, how we're going to survive, where to live, food, all of those things. Those aren't things we necessarily have to worry about out of body. So we come here and create what a lot of people feel is an illusion, but it feels pretty, pretty solid while we are here, of who we're going to be. If we let the mind think, oh, there's never going to be enough, or if we've been taught that, we might feel a limitation in our energy and in our expansive generosity. If we've been taught that there's always enough for everybody, even if we don't have very much, we might be, you know, have more, more of an inkling to share. It feels as if the soul comes in knowing that it wants to share. It feels to me from everything I've, I've learned from channeling that limitations are taught to us 
And usually the reason the limitation will take hold, it isn't because we're feeling limited inside. It's because maybe a parent or a teacher is telling us something and we want to honor them. So when we come into body, we have the illusion of not much or what will we have? What do we take? How much is too much? What, what is allowed for us? We're taught to be polite, not take too much. And then we're taught, oh, abundance and power of attraction, which of course is true. It's all vibrational. What does that mean? Why do we come here to have everything, it seems, and then to be told just to take a little and not to take too much? Well, that's a mind thing because we come in and we have, we're, we're being taught that there's only so much so that that limitation could be what we came here to challenge ourselves with. And yet the feeling of abundance is our birthright. We know, our soul knows, that we always have everything we need. How does that translate into the physical? Sometimes it doesn't. How can they best help us? How can we best honor our life here while honoring the soul's reality with more expansion? One of our biggest challenges is to not get too stuck inside our head. Again, if we're going to go to a hypothetical, this is what I'm going to do if this happens. And again, the download is a brain download because we're not an actually in the situation. We can project the sadness or the angst, but we might not be downloading in real time the spiritual advice or guidance that we might want. So what is it that we do? Well, we get stuck inside our heads and that takes us away from the reality of our true intention, because then what happens if this hypothetical were to come to pass? They report continually, we will not go to what it was that our heads were telling us, because we'll have more of a knee-jerk reaction to the reality of what's going on, especially if it's frightening or involves somebody's health or, or well-being we're going to be in a very different place. Our head very well might go there, but we have access to more in that very real time. We can stop, we can breathe. Sometimes we have to because otherwise we, we, don't, we, we don't know what else to do. And then we start to feel something or our gut will tell us something. Did the hypothetical help? Maybe. Maybe it helped us to get there, but if we stay locked in a hypothetical, if we stay locked within our mind, we will not be able to use the availability of the spiritual guidance. I know my grammar is off. They're just, it's almost like it's coming in as a wave. You see, here's what happens sometimes. Going back to what we already started to say, if something happens with somebody, they're very angry before going out. Somebody has a fight before they leave. Some, something violent may happen. When we think of our loved one going out in that way, first of all, the trauma of our loved one transitioning is enormous. And then if you put something on top of it, like, well, he, he might have done it himself, or she was angry when she left, or, oh my God, if I had only said this and then maybe, or maybe if they didn't go. It's very easy to be stuck inside our minds, and maybe those feelings are very real, not negating any of that. It's very hard sometimes. But I've heard from people out there that they're in their life review, and they are working to untangle themselves from those emotions, 
from that anger or misunderstanding, whatever the case may be, they're looking for clarity. And after initially maybe not wanting to look at it, maybe initially pulling back, you know, as we say, they're tricky out there. If we're not ready to look at our life review because of shame or anger or anything that we feel might have hurt somebody or ourselves, they're out there very patiently, not so much prodding us, but just beaming light on us, allowing us the expansion we need so that whenever we are ready and able, we can look more closely to whatever it is that was going on and begin to let go of it. It's an amazing thing. Channeling always feels joyful to me because they're vibrant, they're here. And even when, you know, people ask, well, what if it's somebody who was murdered? You know, usually somebody who is, has gone out with that circumstance, I've yet to feel somebody vengeful, angry. They're more concerned about helping their families. And once in a while, there has been a situation where, yes, the person might still be out there at large, so that's a different situation, where they want to stop whatever is going on out there um, a couple of times with, you know, somebody who perpetrated something later went out themselves, and that would be reported and then later found out. Of course, we want to do everything to protect everyone here on the physical plane. But when somebody is out there and something has already happened, or if it's a case of somebody stormed out and then had an accident or something like that, yes, there's a lot to unravel. There's a lot to really unwrap and understand why the circumstances might have been that way. But if you're sitting days, weeks, months later, years later, the grief, of course, is palpable. Your out-of-body loved one is out-of-body. And that's hard and harsh, no matter how you cut it, and, and especially in this kind of circumstance. But why are we bringing this up? Well, like we said, going back to when we come in as babies, we're pulled away from the freedom of knowing that all is well soul-wise. Babies are looking over our heads. They see out-of-body people. By the time we're grown, sometimes that's been, you know, pushed to the side. We're busy doing what we do. And then when the need comes in, when we so desperately want to hear from somebody, and especially if we're worried about if they were mad at us, and we want to offer whatever consolation or help, or if we're mad at them and want to hear their end of the story, they are not stuck in whatever happened the way we are. We are on the physical plane, so we have, you know, up to the minute and that minute what went on. But what we don't hear or see most of the time is what's going on for our loved one once they've gone out of body. I can't tell you how many times, especially younger people, when, they, when there's a sudden, a sudden transition, maybe an accident of some kind, where they won't understand what happened initially in that first second. Thankfully, that means the impact didn't have pain. Very often people are out of body before whatever it is that we see that is left. And, um, and, and I really don't believe that they're saying these things out there to make us feel better. I do believe it's the reality because enough kids out there have said, oh, expletive, I saw my grandma and I thought, oh, crap, I'm, you know. And, and then, you know, they go to light. People are there for them. And the transition can be startling for a lot of people. 
and especially if somebody is not in their right mind or angry or not in the place they usually are. It's still a place they're in. It's still a reality. And so we want to, it's, it, you can't really say we want to honor that reality, but it's the reality we're left with. And so it's so easy to be, like we said, the, the, the song lyrics, stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. Our out-of-body loved ones, I just got the wave, they want to report that, yeah, it's hard for them too. Very often they'll want to be like ostriches and stick their head in the sand and, and not come up for energy because it's too hard. It wasn't what they intended. Or maybe they were in a mood or maybe the wiring was a little off and they would go off sometimes. It isn't about forgiveness. It isn't about responsibility, although those are very important things to talk about. But what we're talking about here is that in real time, our out-of-body loved ones eventually are caught on the hook of our guides who offer us healing in a way that is irresistible. Well, if you don't want to do it for you, maybe you can help those who are left behind on the earth plane. Maybe if you unravel it, it can help them. Because basically, for the most part, there are a whole lot of really nice people channeling in, horrified at their life review that they might have missaid something or they were taught not to be emotional and they wish they could have hugged more. And this is what goes on. And then they're shown the patterns that they are taught. And then they're shown the childhood of the, pa the parents or whoever taught them those patterns that they were taught those patterns to until everything opens up with compassion and love. So some of us might be going out there thinking, oh, I'm going to tell that father of mine a thing or two. And, and then we meet up with a person out there who's not who we expected. And we can watch our life review and those things that we might be upset about have definitely happened. And then there's a person in front of us who will nod and say, yes, I did that, and I have since learned, and I understand. And hopefully, you know, maybe there's an apology, maybe there's an understanding. And that allows the person, the newbie who's just gone out there, to look at their own behavior where they feel, oh, I was never going to do that, and of course we model and we do. It's easier to forgive ourselves when we can understand how it was perpetuated and see where it started. And don't forget how a lot of things start and a lot of negativity starts and limitations starts with wanting to please the people who are bringing us up so we can fit in and so they'll pat us on the head. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, 
what does that mean really when people pull away from us because they're in their mind, they have a different idea about this or about that or about, you know, if, if something, oh, they just want to say, if, if anything out there is proclaiming to be from the spiritual realm and it separates people, you can know that it's not being um, clarified completely from the spiritual realm. People do go through angst, and they do try and sort things out. And people ask, how soon are people available to channel? Usually they're available pretty quickly. If somebody really had a hard time and became very much not who they truly are, whether by circumstance or mental illness, they're given time to recoup. They might not be available right away. Those cases are few and far between. Most people who are kind and want to do the right thing, again, are so horrified. How can we help this? How can we change this? So we're given the opportunity out there and then shown not just that we can help those left behind, but we can break the patterns. We can change the patterns of those left behind, especially of anger and unfinished business. So what does that mean? It means that the person out of body is actively working on their life review to understand and take responsibility and grow. They have access to the life review portions of other people's lives, meaning those that influence them, so that they can further understand and, of course, forgive others and hopefully eventually themselves. This means that once they're out of body and they're on this track, they're no longer stuck in that moment and they, they've gotten out of it. I can't tell you how many times I channel for people who will initially, you know, the, the person will come in and say, I'm this, I'm your father, your mom, whoever it is, and I'm going to give you a whole bunch of facts so that you'll know who it is. Let me tell you what I was like. Now I'm going to talk to you with my authenticity about who I am. But I have to repeat how I was so that you'll be able to identify me. And I find that fascinating because they are actually giving us a blueprint of what was. And they're acknowledging what was with us. I acted this way. I didn't back you up here. I was afraid to hug. I was taught not to be emotional. If I did this, that that was enough. Whatever it is, they will explain to us why it was that they have what they believe now to be limiting behavior. And of course, out of body examining that and all the reasons why and all the little sidetracks we take and learning curves we have. Basically, so very often people have to explain and then say, but this is who I am now. And I believe that's who I was underneath all of that. And that can really help the person here understand it and expand themselves and not stay in that angry place where, you know, we, we like to hold people accountable and we like to hold ourselves accountable. That's how we learn and grow. But when somebody does something or doesn't come through in a way that we would hope, once they're out of body, where do we take it? We're stuck sitting in it. We're stuck in that emotion feeling that it will never be resolved. That's just not true. I don't believe you need a medium to do that. I believe all of us, they're telling me to tell you. 
that all of us can do this. All of us could go to that place. We don't need to be stuck. And the beautiful part of it is our loved ones, they're not stuck anymore either. Even if initially they feel they're not deserving being unstuck, the impetus, if it isn't for themselves, might be for us to help. So they do it. They do it and they work at it and they work hard at it to fully understand their behavior, who they are, and their responsibility. And then they want to communicate with us and let us know that they are no longer in that place. So sit comfortably, let your shoulders fall back. Let's do a little protection and meditation to bring us up to now. Because that beautiful brain of yours can be holding on to all kinds of things that are real and that have happened. Our hearts might be broken. And maybe because, you know, it's sometimes, sometimes they say to add this in, for some people, it might be easier to stay angry than to stay so hurt. Sadness is very, very hard. Anger, yeah, we can, we can back that up. So sometimes we're doing that, whatever it is that's happening for you. This is just a gentle reminder that we can catch up in real time, not just to what would better serve us for our healing and expansion, but literally, literally, to where our loved ones are now, where they are processing, where they are now. And I have to tell you, there's a gathering of souls here and some that have taken their own breath in anger, some who have, well, all kinds of circumstances, but they're not stuck in that moment now. And I'm hearing it would be very, very cruel of divine consciousness if one were to stay there. And the only time people stay there is when they're just not ready. Out there, they're very patient and, again, surround by, surrounded just surrounded with loving vibration. And sometimes people have to pull back and just feel that heartache for whatever reason they feel they need to, but they're not pushed to stay there. There is no punishment like that. Oh, stay in there and feel everything you caused everyone else. The only way to really heal and expand it is to allow, allow the feeling, allow the knowing and for those souls out there to recognize the things that happened and then for further understand, very often it wasn't their intention. And even if it was that intention at that moment, that moment is over. It might have resulted in or eventually have happened that the person is out of body, but their moments aren't over either and neither are yours. So let's get comfortable. Let the shoulder blades fall back. And we'll start with the protection. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and heal. You see, that's the ultimate invitation. Let all who come in contact with it be drawn to divine and healed. Are you worried about your loved one out there? They're getting help out there. They are. Would you like to help them as well? If you feel comfortable inviting them in with this protection, 
you can feel very comfortable because they have to come in at that vibrational level or higher that you're asking for. If somebody is not in a vibrational level to be able to come in and help with the healing, they're not going to be in a position of coming in channeling quite yet. You might feel their energy, but you see, we can work along with our out-of-body loved ones who are there greeting the newest arrival, and we can help the guides. We can help support our loved one. Even if we're hurt by them, even if we're crushed by their leaving, even if we did everything to try and keep them here and nothing worked, they're still viable. They still love us, even if they were angry beforehand, even if you worry about whether love is there or not. If you're stuck in that moment, and if you're reliving it, whatever it is, you know, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. So you are certainly not indifferent. I don't know where I heard that, but that's an old saying I've heard, and it, and it seems to make sense. Because if you're reliving it, you're not indifferent. There's love there. If you're in that much pain, of course there's love there. Maybe you felt there wasn't enough love in return. Maybe you felt they didn't love themselves enough. The ultimate healing comes for all of us, and hopefully we can do it while we're here in body. One thing I've learned is that as time is going on, especially with the challenges that we're having these days, earthly challenges and you know, pandemics, things like that, it feels as if people are trying to figure it out and do their life review here so that we could be clear. And, you know, really, when, when, when the tough stuff is happening, when the challenges are happening, the vulnerability is right there for us to grow with. We can shut down. But isn't that what we're upset about because we're not connecting with the way we would like to with those out of body because maybe there was a shutdown before they went out of body. So take a breath and allow yourself to invite whoever you would like and notice that all the words I've been saying were just a distraction. They took your head away from what's really going on. Here you did the protection and you're feeling softer and more inviting and you can allow in whatever feels safe to you but you can also allow to come up the moment you might be stuck in. Maybe it feels like a punch in the stomach. Maybe it feels like the heart clenching. Maybe the throat is closing up. Maybe the mouth gets dry. Maybe you just become frozen. Maybe someone just goes into shock. Whatever it is, feel that you're safe. Take a deep breath. You're held by the light, and you're safe, and you're held by your ancestors, and you're held by your guides. And you're going to take this moment in real time, right now, to take a deep breath and just let it go and feel whatever it is rising up on you that you want to let go of. You will still have the memory. You will not have amnesia, spiritual or otherwise. You'll remember all the circumstances, but those circumstances don't have to grip you and put a block in front of you to stop you from knowing the reality of your loved one who is out there and actively trying to change the dynamic 
Yes, they are. Very few of them are. And what we can do by letting go of our own pain and being stuck in that moment is aligning ourselves with where they are now. Because their greatest joy, and usually the impetus to do this, the harder the situation, the greater the impetus to help us, to help us. So they are actively trying to do that. You don't have to wait for medium. You don't have to wait for someone to come and sort it all out. We have access to everything. And the number one thing is love. So they want us to love ourselves enough to not torture ourselves with what mighta, coulda, shoulda, woulda. There are all kinds of things. I think, me, Marilyn, I think it would be impossible to not go there. How do you not? But I'm hearing that we have to, yes, we allow that. But then we need to sit ourselves down just like we're doing now. Take a deep breath. You are fully protected. There are guides near us. Think of who is just coming in on your right-hand side, maybe shyly, maybe a little afraid, but wanting to help us because they remember very well if they spoke harsh words or they did something, whatever. If this is the situation, or hopefully it's not as tough a situation and no matter what, when somebody transitions out, most likely it's, it's hard for us. And whatever we were feeling at that moment of time, maybe we're able to support them in their transition, maybe we're unable to. Whatever it is that is traumatic for us around our loved one's transition out of body, we can observe it, we can feel it, we can send love to it, we can heal it. And we can do this knowing that our loved one's out of body. They are wanting this for us. They are working hard for this to happen. Maybe I'm hearing a few people out there saying, maybe that was their biggest challenge in life, to not be upfront or able to share emotionally and something led to something. We can be on the same page, even though it feels like somebody might have slammed the book. That was a young man out there. I think that was really, really sweet how he put that. And our society tends to look at when somebody transitions out, you close the book, it's over. It's not over. And what we carry in our hearts is never over. And we'll carry them in our hearts always. And we'll carry the trauma of it, but we can give healing to whatever is going on and not be stuck in that moment of trauma as we move into the time of healing and expansion that will not only support us, but will support our out-of-body loved one who is walking that walk. So take a deep breath and just relax and know that you are surrounded with love. We'll remember all those tough times, all those tough moments. The more dramatic, the more we'll remember them but we don't need to be stuck there because they are not. And let's take their hand, reach out, let your right hand fall or your left, whatever is more comfortable. I can feel all of these out-of-body loved ones. They know, they network. You see, this is recorded before it's put out there. 
the out-of-body loved ones who are showing up, they know who's going to listen, or they'll try and get you to. And they'll be with you in real time right now. Feel your fingers tingling? A little guy just um, grabbed somebody, his mom's thumb. Feel, and if you don't, it's okay too. But what you can allow yourself to feel is the letting go of that moment because it doesn't exist in real time right now for you. And right now, you're in an expansive, loving moment in collaboration. In collaboration right now with those who have passed and are yet present. So take a deep breath and allow yourself to feel that anytime, anywhere. And you could talk about it with people, and you could bring it to the therapist, and you can sit by yourself, and you could teach it to kids, and you can do it with your dog or kitty or any other animals you have around, because it's all high-frequency energy. And it's about letting ourselves heal and letting go. Take a deep breath. And when you let it out, just let that breath go. It might take a few times, but notice how your head feels now. Your loved one is knocking on there, wanting to let you know how they are now. And they want to know how you are now. And they want you to be okay. And that might be an impossibility but they want to lead you to the truth that everything can be healed always. Your heart's resonating with that. So sit now and keep playing with those you love and feel them and feel the freedom of knowing it's a moment, but it's a moment in your past and in real time you are collaborating with love and with healing. Remember, they may be past, but they're still present, and they're right with you right now. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.